Hello and welcome to the EcoSend podcast, a weekly podcast on becoming a climate conscious business. Every week, we'll be interviewing founders, marketers, and leaders who are championing the climate. The podcast is hosted by myself, James Gill, co-founder and CEO of GoSquared and the makers of EcoSend. If you run a business or are responsible for growing one, and you want to have a positive impact on the environment, then listen on. Every episode, our goal is for you to learn something and be inspired to take some action. Every single one of us making small changes and some large changes will add up. We're all in this together. So let's get on with the show. Thanks so much for listening. Now let's meet today's guest. Hi there, welcome to another episode of the EcoSend podcast. I'm James Gill and I'm the host of the show. And every uh, week I'm joined by another person who's looking to grow in the world of sustainability and building a better business that is has a more of a sustainable focus. We're uh, Go Squared and we're building a product called EcoSend and we're on this journey as a team and every day every week we're learning a lot more partly by doing this podcast itself so our goal with this podcast each week is to to step forward and build our knowledge in the world of building a better business and uh and each week we're hopefully going to learn something and hopefully share that with you dear listener so thank you for tuning in we always try and keep these shows to be about 30 minutes not too long so hopefully you can listen to it on your commute or whatever other things you're doing in your busy life and hopefully you'll come away with learning one or two things if we've done our job right so this week I'm very excited to welcome my very special guest Russell who has been on the team with us for some years and uh, we go way back and I'm looking forward to having a very good chat with Russell he's been critical in driving this journey forward with us Russell welcome to the show Hello, thanks for, thanks for having me, James. Good to be here. Awesome to have you. Russell, I don't know if you want to just uh, share a bit more about what you're up to at GoSquared and uh, what's your focus right now. It'd be good to hear a little bit about what you're, what you're up to at the moment. Yeah, it's a, well, God, that's a really good question to start off with. I'm not sure if <laughs> I can fit that into the... So I threw a hardball at you. <laughs> yeah, we have, but... Um, yeah, so so my role is is quite encompassing at Go Squared. Uh, my main focus really is is generally around people helping people understand a product and helping them get a bit more technically integrated in the product. And in doing that, I deal with hundreds, if not thousands, of of businesses over my time here at Go Squared. And and part of that really has been just leading on the journey of understanding opportunities in the marketplace and opportunities around how we can be a bit better in sustainability and the best way I think we kind of learn those things is by getting in front of customers being part of communities and so that that's that's what my kind of short-term focus has been recently with, with GoScore and EcoSend. Awesome I know you've been spending a lot of time with other digital marketers and a lot of them being our customers of course and a lot of them not uh, yet but I, I know one of the things we really wanted to talk about on this show and I think what's been on your mind a lot has been whether digital marketing is good or bad for the environment is is digital marketing having some sort of impact on the environment and is that is that something to to be conscious of and worry about or is that something we need to do something about and i guess that's kind of the the idea of the, the show today to talk about this because i think it's often overlooked uh, i know your background before the world of go squared was in the not so digital 
side of marketing. So I don't know, maybe sharing anything from your, your previous life has led you to this, this point of having some questions about how eco-friendly the, the digital world is. Yeah, I think it's it's a fair point to to mention that I've been around for a, a little, little while. <laughs> I realize how possibly offensive that could have been. It's I, not I at all. <laughs> it's not experience. Uh, I, but I've been, you know, double digits in, in years working with marketers in different capacities. But that's that's my world. I deal with it now. It's my personal network. And, uh, you know, it's my my LinkedIn network is, is really about marketers. And, and the great thing about that is you're always staying up to date on what people care about and current conversations in the space. There's definitely been more of a narrative and awareness from internally, I think, within companies and marketers about the importance of sustainability, not just in, in the products that people produce, but the way they go about marketing those products. So I think that there's, there's, there's definitely been more awareness about the impact digital marketers can have. But I think it's probably been the last year or two that that people have actually started to look into in the actual output of the work that they do especially in the digital space where things are a lot more measurable and understand that that really the scale that digital marketing allows you to achieve the volume of output that it allows you to to achieve is is something that can tie into a negative impact on sustainability through the emissions that it can generate so that that's the that's the real interesting thing for me in in the space is I think because of digital marketing, as I say, is, is really measurable, we can quite quickly and, and clearly see the impact that it has on sustainability. But I think, yeah, I think it's probably been looked at a little bit later than a lot of different industries and a lot of different products because it's not a physical thing. You know, it's not a physical thing made of plastic or it's not fuel or it's not oil. It's not instantly, you don't instantly think about it as something that could have a negative impact on sustainability. But um but yeah, it really comes down to energy usage, just like, you know, if the energy usage that we use in our house, if we leave the lights on all day, it's going to use more energy, right? That's going to cost us more. But using energy really means that energy companies have to generate more energy through maybe not always the most renewable sources. So that that's really the, I think, the, the big contributor to how digital marketing contributes to the, the negative emissions. So yeah, no, I, I, that really helps to understand it because... You know, I think I think frankly, from my perspective, for a long time, and I'm sure many people listening will find that when you're when you're using your laptop, you know, you don't think of that as something that's. You, maybe you think about plugging it in and where that electricity is coming from, but from a sustainability perspective and from a climate impact perspective, I, I certainly think when I'm browsing the web, you know, it, it, everything just works. You know, you're just looking yeah. at the screen and pixels are changing and you're reading things it's a miracle that the web itself works. I'll say that, but from a, I, I certainly don't think naturally many people that I speak to think at all about that having any kind of climate impact. Whereas, you know, con- contrasting that to say, being a professional working in the internet, the tech world, like contrasting that to someone who maybe sits at the control desk for a, um, coal power plant might have a different kind of sense of their impact and so I guess you're saying then that maybe for everyone we should be a bit more conscious about the types of activities we're doing on our computers or is it more for marketers like different channels then that have bigger or smaller impact on the climate? Yeah I think so kind of speaking specifically about marketers I think it's about 
focusing on the impact that, that you can make. And I, it, it, you know, going back to the parallel of you know leaving the black lights on your house all day, you know, if you just did that, that might affect your energy bills. It might not be the biggest thing. But if your whole street did that, or if your whole you know neighborhood did that, if the whole city did that, then then that small kind of problem becomes a much much bigger one. And I think that that's that that's the thing we have to be a bit more aware of in in the digital market spaces is the volume of output that we do and and the energy required to to do the the, the simplest task and so yeah like well obviously that's something we've talked about a lot internally is is the energy required to send an email right if you break that down to like its simplest form then you know you you look at sending an email requires at least three computers uh, involved right so the person that's going to compose it and write it the person that's going to receive it uh, and store it and, and the one in the middle that's the, the company, the software company that's going to process it and send it. So when you think of an email, that's three computers being powered. But the reality and the scale of email, you know, we're talking about billions and billions of emails being sent every day. I do get more than one email a day. Yeah. I'm yeah. a popular guy. Yeah. <laughs> It's at least two. It's at least two a day. So we're not, you know, we're not talking about an individual computer for every single email that's going out there, but but definitely everyone who's receiving one and sending one will need a computer or a device that requires charging for that. And the companies that process them need thousands to send it. So whether it's, you know, it's it's a small part of, of digital marketing, when you look at the scale of that, it is a big, big number. And that's that's just one element of digital marketing. You know, you think of right, yeah. like ads as well, you know, require a similar formula. You think of things like SEO, like SEO yeah. requires a lot of compute power to for the search engine to crawl the web and index or basically build a list of all the websites. So all of this stuff, because of this, the scale of it and the volume that it happens, can contribute, right? It does contribute to it. And, uh, and I think that that's definitely where marketers are seeing an opportunity to be, be better, right? And that, you know, being through small changes in what we do every day, trying to improve incrementally, being aware of, of the impact of it, or elements I think that's going to help that's a problem. And I, th- I think it comes back to the, like, the problems and the time that you can commit to doing these things. Like We obviously have internal CSR initiatives that we go out and do great things in the community. And, and that's great. But, you know, that might be an hour a week or it might be kind of once a month. But when you look at what you're spending eight, nine, ten hours a day doing, and if you can a- a- apply that same type of attitude to that work, then, then there's an opportunity to make a much bigger impact there. Um, and, mm-hmm. and I think that that's definitely the opportunity of thinking about sustainability in everyone's job, in everyone's form, um, because the, you know, where we're spending most of our time is, is definitely where we can have the most impact. It's really, really interesting. I think I, I love your analogy, though, of, of the sort of lights, you know, switching the lights off and one person doing that. OK, but when you start thinking about every single house in the entirety of London having the right kind of approach, it starts to all those incremental changes add up. And I, I totally see that, you know, applying that to digital activities, as you say, like every single digital activity, it's not magic that these things are happening on your screen and just work. Like, I think in some ways, in the same way that where your energy comes from is far distant thing and you don't necessarily have that direct understanding of whether it's coal or a wind farm that's driving it 
in exactly the same way, you don't really know the digital activity, where, where, where that is being processed and where that is being generated. Like, is, is it um, a server in a shed somewhere that does have a windmill outside? Or is it a giant data center that's got smoke pouring out of a power station next to it? And I guess for individuals, maybe the idea of sort of, can I have an impact with one or two emails and stuff it's it's probably negligible but I, I guess your your argument then is that as marketers and you know anyone in a position where you're responsible for sending email out on mass there's actually some bigger wins to have yeah absolutely I, I think any element of someone's job where they can recognize that there's a potential impact I think that there's the ability for, for massive massive wins to improve what they do there I think I think there's two sides to how you can deal with with it you can be aware of the climate impact that you're making and you can you know consciously say you're going to measure that and offset that i think that's one approach of doing that i think that's probably the easy approach of, of dealing with that but i think the the biggest opportunity and i think this isn't just about kind of digital marketing this is across the whole whole spectrum of opportunity around sustainability is, is reducing output right if we don't need to do that thing to send that email to, to run that ad, then let's not do that. But I think there's there's also kind of the balance of the reality of running a business. You know, you, we need customers and we need, um, for lack of a, a better expression, we you know need to be able to keep the lights on. So you need to be able to, <laughs> you need to be able to still deliver on these key business objectives that that you have. And you know, and marketing is going to be a really big part of that because that's how you go get customers. But um, but I think being aware at the, the small changes that you can make within each of those channels, I think is where there lies uh, a good opportunity to see kind of bigger outcomes. And, and, and I think it is easy to see when you start to measure those things that, you know, from, from sending out, say, like an email blast or an email campaign, uh, you, you look at the carbon emissions from that across the year and, and you're looking at you know, the equivalent of someone flying around the world 10 times. I think when people start to think of it a bit differently and not about these kind of small figures of grams of carbon emissions, but that's, you know, most companies who have some type of email marketing practice are sending out a weekly newsletter. And, and that's a, a, a really easy parallel to draw that if you, you know, I think that there's a common question that comes up is that, well, why would I want to send less emails? I've worked hard to get all of these subscribers and, you know, I would take my message out to all of them. But I think when, when you start to think about how you can do that better, I think it's just, if you ask yourself that question of like, do I have to send an email to every one of these, these people? It leads into just how you can be implementing better marketing practices. Like when was the last time that you, you, you went through and, and, you know, purged your list? When did you last look at their engagement to see who's opening, who isn't? In what time frame have you been looking at those things? And I think if that trigger point of thinking about sustainability can help you start to think about implementing better marketing practices, then then it's a win-win. You know, everyone wins. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's a, a really good point because I, I guess initially I was sort of thinking, oof, as a marketer or as anyone trying to build a business, you can care about the environment a lot. You can care about the climate a lot, but you still out of the things that are going to affect you today. I, th I think maybe this is a more existential challenge with doing more for the environment where there's people care about the things that are urgent more than the sometimes the things that are truly most important in life. And uh, climate change is not one of those things that hits you in the face daily as a, as a challenge, at least not in, in many of the 
experiences I have. And so when you're trying to sort of affect change in this area, I guess it's quite difficult to sort of persuade someone to fundamentally change their behavior in their professional capacity as a marketer, as someone trying to grow a business to try to influence some positive change on the environment side. But what you're saying is that it's not an either or. It's like, actually, there's better practices we can be employing in terms of how we do marketing online, mm-hmm. how we do digital marketing that also have knock-on positive impacts on the environment. So it's not a <laughs> sacrifice your company growth to make the planet better. Yeah, Actually, no, they, they are more aligned than most people might, might think. Yeah, 100%. And I think, you know, being out there and, and talking to people, I think the first part is there is an awareness, an awareness thing. I mean, that's the first job of, of the whole conversation we're having here. I don't think yeah. most people, even in, in, in the marketing space, have been made aware of this stuff, are thinking about this stuff. It, it's, it, I think once you kind of present it, it's quite easy to understand. And then that, from what I'm getting, from the people I'm talking to, the most feedback I'm getting is really, why wouldn't I do this and why wouldn't I think about these things? Because mm. if I can have a, a more positive impact, but also reappraise and, and start re-implementing better marketing practice, then, the, you know, in the email scenario, you know, the environment wins, you know, the business wins the bottom line. And actually, do you know what? The end user is going to win as well because they're not going to get emails and stuff that aren't relevant to them. So the win, win, win. So I, I guess in terms of practicality, like what are, what are the things people can actually be doing if they care about the, the climate? I know you had some thoughts around the different sort of types of emissions and how to think about that as a business. And maybe for people that are very early on their climate journey, there's, there's different sort of categories, right, of, of emissions. So I guess as a business, I want to be doing more. Like, is that, is that something entirely on me? Is that me choosing who I work with? Is that changing my behavior? Are there things that I'm unaware of? Like, it'd be good to hear a bit more about how this actually plays out in practice. And um... I'm going to butcher it. Probably one of the oldest lines in, in marketing, but is if, if you can't measure it, you can't affect it. Um, yeah, that... some, it's pretty much. I think, yeah, what, what can't be measured can't be. But I mean, it, yeah, what gets yeah. measured gets improved, I think. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe, I don't know. They may have all been said by wise people once. <laughs> yeah. But um, that's obviously kind of like the starting point in being able to measure these, these things better. There's really common frameworks out there of how you go about measuring these things. And one of the, the most kind of accepted one is the, the different scopes of emissions and how you can look at those. And that's laid out in a way that tries to introduce how, how you can affect things the best, really. So you've got scope one emissions, which there's a associated with the word burn right those are emissions you actually burn yourself so if you've got like a, a fleet of cars or if you're actually doing anything in your business that's, that's actually you know burning this thing to emissions those are things within like your real direct control it's like okay i can make changes there as a business and get you know electric cars or right. make the the direct changes that you're in you're in complete control of those things and so from a management perspective those are the things that's easier to address um then you've got scope two emissions, and that's associated with, with emissions that you buy. And so these are a little less direct, um, you're a little less able to directly impact these. And these will be things like the electricity that you buy, right? And some things can kind of fall into slightly different categories. Some people are in your like data storage in scope two, because 
effectively you're you, you know if you had that server in-house you'd be buying that electricity to power that but you're kind of outsourcing that so scope two is things that you can indirectly affect right so you're not burning those emissions directly but you're paying a company that is doing those those things okay yeah Scope three is the one that's hard to measure in effect, but there's companies out there, there's good companies that can help you measure those things. And the word that they associate this with this one is beyond, right? So these are things that are kind of beyond your control, but these are things that are, are the most important to be aware of. So this is things like the use of your product. So if you put a product out in the world, and as a result of that, emissions are burned from that, you can still claim you know, responsibility for that and look for a way of addressing that. And um, you know, if going back to the email thing, you know, if we provide a tool that helps people send email, as soon as that email kind of goes out and lands on someone else's device and that's on a server we don't know about or where that is, these are things that are kind of beyond our control. But as they say, there's good companies out there that can you can work with that can help you measure your impact and categorize these in each of those different areas so that you can prioritize how you address those things. I see. So as a business sort of a starting point is understanding those different elements of your impact so whether it's this scope one scope two scope three and then <laughs> i guess the more impact you want to have and the more positive change you want to affect is down to your your business and what you might be capable of doing how far you want to go to try and address those and obviously increasing challenges of categorically measuring each each of those yeah, so you can you can work with consultancies or companies that can help you measure these things. What what makes things easier definitely is if you're if you're going to work with providers that have have kind of done this analysis on themselves for you. So so they've already kind of measured the emissions or how they're going to address the emissions that their work is generating. There's people that do this in the in the ad space. It's really interesting companies coming out that if you run digital ads they'll help you measure the effectiveness of them, offset those for you, and then, then give you good reports so you can look back and say, right, we ran more video, video generates more emissions. So in our next campaign, we'll scale that back and, and look at maybe a, a different but equally effective channel. And so that, that doesn't put all of the reliance on you to, to try and get all of the data in the world and apply that to your business. Mm -hmm. Be a bit smart and work with companies that, that help you do that. I see. So there's like, so the dream really is that every company that anyone ever deals with or buys from has this clearly articulated so that it's really transparent, you know, the, the entire chain of emissions. Yeah, I think 100%. And in companies that tends to come top down, it tends to be driven from the top that, that you want to kind of go through that process and establish the metrics around your own emissions. But I think the, the general theme I get from having conversations with people in sustainability places, you know, it's a journey that everyone wants to benefit from. So, you know, if, even from us, like if our competitors decided to do this, then great. Like that's amazing. Like more people putting more, more solutions out there in the world that contribute to a, a better climate, better sustainability is a good thing. So the more people doing it, the better is, is the answer. Got it. I think it's fantastic. So I feel like I've really learned a lot in this in this episode already, Russell. Uh, thank you so much for explaining that. Um, what would you say for someone for someone who's been listening to this and remains quite skeptical? You know that maybe they're very happy with their digital marketing setup at the moment and everything's 
going fine and they're, they're a little bit skeptical that the, the digital side actually has too much of an impact compared to other things we could be focusing on. Do you have any thoughts for someone who maybe is still a bit of a skeptic after hearing some of this discussion today? I guess there's two parts, right? Like you want to prioritize on the things that you can have the most impact on. And, you know, if this, if this isn't a part of your world and there's other things that you're spending most of your day doing that you think can have more of an impact, I, I totally understand that. I think, especially in the, the digital marketing space, I think it's harder to be skeptical because of how much data that we have. And, and there's an, like, I think there's an element of common sense to it as well as like, you know, we're going back to the beginning of a conversation, like we're all aware that to use computers generate energy and you need thousands of computers to be in this world that we're in right now where everything's powered by the cloud. So I think around the actual metrics associated with it, I think that's one of the beautiful things around digital is that you have the data around it to try and address some of that skepticism. But, um, and there's, there's kind of a lot of conversation in, in the space around not being afraid to associate change with small incremental changes. I think that's, that's the stuff that is actually going to make a difference and where you can start to see the impact over not the longest period of time. So, oh, yeah, I, I think... No, no, that's, that's good. I, I, I think it can, be, it can be tough to convince skeptics. Yeah. So, uh, yeah just uh, thought I'd, I'd see if you had any thoughts there. So for those who, who've been listening along and think, yeah, I mean, this sounds like a no-brainer and I want to go start implementing some changes... I want to go make a difference right now. Like, do you have any advice for those people? Any, any way you would suggest they go take a look and head to straight after they've listened and liked and rated this show? I think the, uh, the best place to start is, is communities. There's obviously a, a ton of online communities that you can go and explore for this. L- LinkedIn, for me, I, I tend to find is where a lot of the good conversation happens when you're looking at some of the different social networks. Uh, but people might find better success with different channels. But even just, you know, quick search in community for things like green marketing or sustainability, obviously it's quite a business-focused network or social network itself, so you can find some good channels there. Uh, I got recommended a couple. Uh, work for Climate is, is an interesting one. It's for people who want to go and basically find jobs in climate-focused companies. It's a, but there's a lot of kind of broader conversation that happens alongside it. And Business of Purpose, both of these are Slack channels um, that you can apply to join. And there's just really good conversations that happen. The, the reason I say communities is because those spaces are really conducive for asking questions. And if you're at the beginning of the journey, I think sometimes it can be really intimidating to ask questions. The real like passion area for people. And, you know, you don't want to come across as, as completely ignorant about such an important subject. But these communities tend to be a really uh, good place and encouraging place to facilitate good conversations and, and questions around that. So I definitely point people to, to start there. And uh, but there's definitely good books and I'm sure we can share some of those uh, as well. But that's where I found the best success in, in having conversations. Sure, sure. No, that's that's really handy because, yeah, it can be pretty daunting to to know where to start and you know just typing some things into google returns 10 million results and it's sometimes hard to know what to trust and <laughs> where to click so um or, or i should say actually typing into ecosia because i believe that's a slightly more uh, <laughs> climate climate conscious search engine yeah i think that's one of the things uh, i i definitely like to kind of get across is it can be quite an intimidating subject to, to try and start exploring and I think the biggest problem with that is that you think someone's going to maybe, yeah, if someone's going to shut you down or 
say what you're thinking of doing is, isn't good enough. And I think the biggest problem with that is it prevents someone from starting or trying to do anything, trying to make any difference and doing something for this cause is always going to be better than, than doing nothing because it's a, a, a tangible problem that we know we all have. But that's probably the one thing that I would say is that I've definitely gone out there and been as for, uh, at the start as um, kind of open and honestly naive around everything as possible. And I've only received really, really helpful information and encouraging uh, information for people. So I definitely feel free to just put yourself out there and have those conversations. That's, that's awesome to hear. I, I agree. I, I know we were talking before the show, Russell, like I think for all of us here, we've been still very early days in this journey. And, and I think we've already learned an absolutely phenomenal amount in the space of a couple of months. And uh, on our side, I guess, like we know there's a lot we can be doing, but one of the things we've already done is plant over a thousand trees, which, you know, whatever we want to say about the impact of that and the the influence that's having that wasn't happening already so you know we've i think we feel incredibly proud of of that and that's sort of something that that, that is us just getting started but now we we're doing that like we're learning so much more about other ways we can have so much more impact and influence so yeah it's it's just exciting to to be on this journey and you know it feels like every day we're we're learning more and more research is coming out more more information is coming out to, to help us make better decisions about the best ways to have have a positive impact. Yeah, I think I I agree with that as well. And like taking it from the approach of of being on on a journey, I think is is received really well because we definitely wouldn't approach this, or I wouldn't approach this that we we've figured everything out because I don't think any anyone has. But it's almost it's almost like building software is that you're always <laughs> looking for ways to iterate and improve it, right? Like mm. continuous improvement. And I think that if we already have that approach as a, a business, I think if we can take that approach to how we view sustainability and how we consistently improve our our approach to being better there, I think we can only win. So absolutely. Well, what a note to finish on. Thank you so much, Russell. It's been a, a pleasure chatting with you as always. Really, really appreciate it. For anyone who wants to follow more of, uh, of our journey, and uh, I know Russell's sharing a lot more of this, we have on the GoSquared blog, gosquared.com slash blog, we have a new sustainability section. So we're putting a lot of our journey up there and, and sharing as much as we can as we, as we learn more, and you'll find a lot of Russell's written word if you've enjoyed his spoken word you'll find uh, a lot more on on the blog and hopefully uh, more to come so thank you very much russell for for spending time talking on the podcast today thank you very much for listening if you have enjoyed the show please let us know we're on all the major podcast networks and and places so every single rating or review that's left is is another way for us to get a bit of feedback and uh and spread the word about about the podcast because we really want to try and maximize the number of people joining us on this kind of journey together so um thank you in advance if if you do have a chance to to let us know and um also if you have any suggestions for future guests uh to join us um we're always keen to speak to other people to broaden our our knowledge and horizons on this this topic so uh, if you have anyone or if you yourself feel like you'd like to join us on the show please please get in touch Uh, and uh, we will speak to you next time. Thank you for joining us. Thanks, James.